Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Um, I'm... Pete Allison, I'm very warm, and I'm sat on a wooden chair. Um, you may be able to hear my sticky thighs. Uh, here's Dave Cribb. Ahoy, hoy. How are we? Uh, I cannot hear your sticky thighs. Do you want to try? Go on, I guess so. I don't know. Can't no. actually hear them. No. What, do you, what noise did you want them to make? I thought it'd be like a peeling noise. Ah, uh, okay. Because, uh, uh, to be clear, I am wearing shorts. It's just Fine, 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 fine. fine. It is a warm day. It's warm, warm, warm. Mm. Uh, that's my friend's based reference for when it's warm. Uh, instead of lean, 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 I say warm, warm, warm in my head and expect people to get it. And do you know what, Pete? They never get it. Oh, I think that applies that. to any sort of one-syllable word of that ilk. Uh, and you can replace lean, 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 which ironically is uh, from an episode with Stu the Waiter, isn't it? All the best references are the ones that take some explaining. Yeah, or, or just fly so far under the radar that people don't get it at all, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if I just go warm, 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 people aren't going, oh, what's that cool reference from? They're just going, you're a bit weird, aren't you? And then there's the occasional friends found that really get it. And that's where I get my kicks, Peter, I tell you that. I've never felt more alive. We have two things to tell people. Crikey Moses. What's the first one? Oh, tension. Tension yeah. gate. Yeah, go you you go you do that one first. Uh, or do you want me oh, to do no, my one first? Yeah, that's your one. That's tension. Okay, it's yours, isn't it? Um, so we at the end of last week's episode said uh, that we didn't have a quiz this week because um, spoiler Charlie, who has requested this week's episode, had sent us a quiz, but the link to it had expired. Um, I emailed Charlie uh, before recording saying, "Oh, are you able to resend it?" Charlie replied saying that she would do another one and send it over in the next hour. Oh, my God. Now, she said that uh, 25 minutes ago. Oh, no! Which I think approximately should make it perfect timing for the quiz to arrive in the Friends with Friends inbox precisely as we need it. Is she doing an entirely new quiz, though? No, she said she thinks she's got notes. Fine, 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 because that is nuts. Um, I mean, good nuts, like, you know, 
honey roasted cashews. Oh, hang on. I did bad. I did bad maths. I did bad she, said that, she said that 30, 35 minutes ago. So okay, within the next 25 minutes, it should arrive. I just think it's important that whenever it arrives, we have to do the quiz. Because imagine that we just don't and just finish the episode. That Or just something. instant quiz. No, 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 not when it arrives. As in, if it takes a bit longer, we have oh, to I like, see. jump back on and do the quiz at some point. Fine. Otherwise, that is, that is bad, isn't it? I don't want her to have done a quiz. What if it arrives mid-episode? Would you like oh, me to just, flag that with you? Yes, a quiz alarm. Okay. Just can you uh, tweet like a bird, but with the word quiz? Well, maybe I'll find some sort of sound effect on Spotify. To no, play. I'd like you to tweet like a bird. I'm not going to tweet like a bird. Peter? Tweeter? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Peter the tweeter. Stop. Stop. <gasps> Stop now. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Um, thing, you know? Do you know what I'll play? Quiz, quiz, quiz. I'll quiz. play the opening notes of a... 2023 remix of Candy Statton's Young Hearts Run Free because that is the last thing I was listening to on Spotify and it is ready to go. <laughs> you are such a stereotype. So when you hear this noise <laughs> that, that means banger, isn't it? Oh, a huge banger. It's one of my favourite songs. Uh, the original is not the remix. Um, do you know why I love that song, Dave? Why? Because it sounds like an absolute disco banger, because it is one. But actually, the opening lyrics, incredibly depressing. Yeah, you're right, actually, yeah. Sad on their life and all that. They are so bleak. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Good. Nice little juxtaposition. Thank you for listening to our episode on pop music and why it's multi-layered. Yeah. Um, The other bit of business. Uh, Now, you will remember, not last week, Pete, because frankly... I didn't get around to it last week. But the week before, um, we had a double request, didn't we? We had the one request. Um, then Danny had, had commented under the Instagram post saying, oh, this is my episode as well, by the way. Please, can you mention me? You know? And what we did was mention her. And what we didn't do was read her full request. So then she messaged to say, oh, didn't get my full request. That's sad. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realise. And it turned out, Pete, it had got sort of... It was festering somewhere in our requests inbox, you know? Two weeks late, here is Danny's request for the one with a paediatrician. That we did two uh, weeks ago. That we did two weeks ago. Perfect. Ahoy, Dave and Pete. Love, love the podcast. Oh, I don't mind reading this out, I'll tell you that. Cannot believe I only discovered you guys a couple of months, a couple of months ago, hey? Uh, this was in April. I called it recently, still three months ago. Uh, the plus side to this is I had many episodes to binge on. I'd like to request uh, that you talk about one of my faves, which is the one with the paediatrician. I love this episode because it features one of my absolute favourite lol moments, Mike's miming of playing the piano. i tell you what, Pete, since we discussed that, I've received that gif a number of times. Harry. Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp, just from friends of mine that listen to the podcast, a lot of them. So thank you. Keep them coming. Really pleased. Uh, a couple of moments of discussion for you guys. Ross is blatantly holding a fake baby in the first couple of scenes. Oh, this is why we should have read Danny's request at the time, Pete. We could have addressed these Missed things. Missed it. Mr. Fake Baby. Uh, why is Phoebe ready a whole two hours before meeting for their double date? Yes, fair. Very fair. Monica's headhunter friend Nancy has failed to tell her before now that Javi was asked for her. Got birthday. that one. Yeah. Got, that, got one. that one. Bang. Chandler's clearly empty suitcase. Yeah, they're very bad at suitcases and friends aren't they um and my favorite line of the whole episode ross it didn't spend much time on the wall uh thanks guys danny from bromley uh, and then a month later in may she did say uh, i just thought i'd send a little bump of my request thanks guys and then here we are today having finally read it out anyway danny frankly you've now had more time on the podcast 
between this and correspondence than anyone else has had. So I hope it was worth it. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the episode two weeks ago. Do you know who does now deserve a bit of time? Is it Charlie? It is Charlie, yeah. Hi, Dave and Pete. I've chosen season eight, episode eight, the one with the stripper. Uh, like Dave, I'm mainly a fan of seasons one to five. I much prefer Monica and Chandler when they're single. And as a couple, I find Monica more irritating and Chandler less funny. But I watched this episode the other day and I did indeed lol on more than one occasion. Uh, nearly all my favourite Friends episodes involve the Geller or the Green parents. Dr. Green, excellent as the angry, overprotective and rude father, and brilliantly sums up that older generation that are unable to deal with a vegetarian lesbian. Yeah, it, it, watching Dr. Green in this episode is incredibly infuriating. But Oh, he's such, a horrible person. But so relatable, isn't he, for that sort of... Yeah. Uh, I don't want to use the word boomer. You know what I mean. Though, he you know? would use the words woke and snowflake. Yes, yes. But without really knowing what either meant. Yeah. Uh, Ross is at his best in this episode, telling Mona, I thought it would be better if you heard it from Rachel's father. Uh, such a good line. Joey's great too, leaving the answer message on Ross's machine about the hooker really made me laugh. Yeah, it's a very good moment, isn't it? Uh, Chandler calling the hooker a whore didn't seem to go down too well with the audience. You can hear quite a few gasps. Yeah, um, the word whore is quite, um, does stand out, doesn't it, in this episode? Do they use a few different words, don't they? Yeah, someone's got the uh, prostitute thesaurus out. I'll tell you that for free. Is what term should we should we go for sex worker? Yes, we should, shouldn't we? Really? Yeah, I think that's the yes. uh, generally widely accepted one. Fine, done, sold. Good that we established that actually before. Uh, Phoebe and Monica didn't have much going on in this episode, but I did enjoy Phoebe's reactions to Doctor Green. Do you know what? I think Phoebe has a great episode in this. She's got three Same. or four banging lines. She doesn't play a huge role plot wise. But she carries the sort of levity side-tracking of this, especially her uh, wine chat, which we'll get onto in a bit. Yeah, she's very valuable presence at the uh, evening meal because Dr. Green is so unpleasant that we need a bit of Phoebe there. Yes, exactly. Uh, I've included a link for a quiz. Uh, I've never done this before, so apologies if it hasn't worked. It hasn't. Me, frankly, it hasn't. Uh, thanks for doing the Best Friends podcast. I've listened to quite a few, and they've all been rubbish compared to yours. <laughs> Thank you. That's a better version of saying love the podcast. That's much nicer, isn't it? Yes. Yes. She's levelled up there as Charlie. Wouldn't want to listen to an incredibly boring Friends podcast, would you? <laughs> Absolutely not, no. Take care, Charlie Mechia. She's put a uh, pronunciation guide, which I very much appreciate. Uh, recently moved from Brighton and Hove to the suburbs of Burgess Hill. Not a place you will ever need to visit, I promise you. Well, you don't know that, Charlie. Hill. You don't need that. You don't know that. We might might one day have a need to. I think she knows that reverse psychology works on us. And the fact she said that now means that we're... All right, I'm booking my trains to Burgess Hill right now. Burgess Hill, Dave, is a town and civil parish in West Sussex. It oh, is lovely. 10 miles north of Brighton. I've got it up here. Do you know, do you know what the next town along is? William Hill. Is it? I know, that's the betting shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it pops up on my... On my oh, is on it actually maps. just a branch It's it? actually just a right, branch okay. of William Hill when I zoom in. So Burgess Hill has a William Hill. It's got a Specsavers, it's got a McDonald's, Bangkok Brasserie. That sounds nice. Hey, do you know what? Really into Burgess Hill at the moment. Yeah, see you there. See you there. I'll see you, Charlie, down the top house on Station Road. Uh, not too busy at this time of day, and it's open till 11pm. Perfect. Uh, so let's do the one with the stripper, shall we, Peter? Yeah, okay. Uh, one with the stripper, brackets, if that's referring to Monica, comma, if not, the one with the sex worker, close brackets. Uh, 227408. 
Directed by Peter. Lenbeck. David Schwimmer. Oh, okay. Uh, which probably goes a long way to showing why Ross is having a great episode. <laughs> it's really focusing on Ross's performance. In this yeah, episode. I will only direct the ones that I star in. Yes, exactly. Uh, here is your synopsis. Rachel has uh, dinner. Sorry, Rachel has an evening meal with her dad to tell him she is pregnant, but intimidated by him, she lies and said Ross is unsupportive. Doctor Green then threatens Ross, which nearly ruins his budding romance with Mona. Meanwhile, Monica hires a strip of a Chandler who never got to have a bachelor party, unaware the woman is actually a sex worker. I've edited that as I went. Can you tell? Fine. Where would you like to start? Um, well, there's kind of two here, right? Uh, there's three, I guess, isn't there? There's Rachel and her dad, Ross and Mona, and then... Uh, but I'm kind of including Ross and Mona because uh, they end you up... sort of tying them in together, are you? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay, let's start with the sex worker then, shall we? Because okay, that's, the, that's the titular one, but then also probably the smallest one if, if we're bundling the other two together, you know? This starts in the coffee shop where Phoebe shouts the words... He's the stripper from your bachelorette party. So loudly, it's almost socially unacceptable. Yeah, there's no uh, subtlety or tact involved, is there? No, and it, it feels like if she hasn't picked up on Monica's social cues, which are, no, we don't know him, t- you know, like what she should have done by now, then... Just shouting that sentence in general in the middle of the day in a coffee shop should be a bit of an alarm bell, right? Well, on two counts, partly because of uh, the stripper themselves may hear it and be, you know, affronted, yeah. but also because Chandler doesn't know about it. Yes, exactly. Two exactly. levels. She's given the game away heavily as she continues to do so with uh, Monica untying the G-string with her teeth, which is frankly an impressively delicate job. Yeah, it's true. It's like people that can tie. What is it like the the stalk the cherry of a cherry stem with a yeah. tongue? I, I think that's I, a myth. I think that's bullshit. I cannot imagine how that is even possible. Because you either can't do it, or you'd probably die choking attempting it. It's just too. It's too small a uh, length to tie into a knot. Right? I don't think I could do it with my fingers. Never mind a tongue. Tie- oh, I thought you meant tie your fingers in knots. No, I can't. No, 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 I couldn't tie. No, I couldn't tie a cherry stem with my fingers. I don't think. Sure, you? got it, got it. Uh, Some would say we're getting sidetracked early. Let's get yeah, back to friends. Okay. Uh, anyway, Chandler's upset, and to be fair, what a dick move by Monica to ban him having a bachelor party and then have her own secret one. Well, exactly. One rule for her, another rule for him. Well, and that book she got him, tell you what, she hasn't read it, has she? But he's got great value out of it because he's just sort of memorized the quotes and all sorts. Yeah, he really feels like he he is learning and growing as a man from that book. And, uh, you know, he might be growing into a more boring man compared to, you know, as as Charlie flags. He's not old Chandler anymore, but he's more considerate. And that is to be applauded. I do think the the, the two-man audience, what ends up being a two-man audience for what they think is a stripper feels very bleak, doesn't it? Sort Uh, of rattling around in a big apartment. They've got a sad little sandwich platter as well. There's not even any music on when what they think is a stripper's about to arrive. Do you well, know what no, I mean? like, the, the platter, it does almost look like they've got catering in. So they have gone to some effort to uh, to make it an event. But if you if it's just two of you, you I, I feel like you don't need catering. No, I don't, or, or hats. or I, I know Chandler's sort of like, oh, what are you doing when Joey tries to pretend it's a real bachelor party? But they've already p- crossed that Rubicon, haven't they? Because they've got, like you say, catering, party hats, um, 
Doop. What are they called? Hooters? Party Hooters? Yeah. That's what they're called. What would you, what do you think would be the food that you'd feel the least comfortable eating in front of a stripper? Because I think a sandwich is quite an, un- that's not a very sexy food. Well, inappropriate, hot dog. Yeah, okay. Unsexy, pot noodle. Pot noodle. <laughs> it's impossible to eat a pot noodle sexily. I will. I, uh, if you're listening outside of Britain and you don't have pot noodles, oh, you could. You could probably tell what it is. It's noodles in a pot. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but it's. Uh, I had this conversation. I think maybe for the first time in my teenage years with my friend Jess, and we were talking about how unsexy a pot noodle is because it's impossible to eat. It has also just a sort of. Um lazy student energy to it yeah the, the, as as a as a thing it's it's very much gives a certain impression but the actual mechanics of eating it pete i'm gonna say two words to you now that completely apply to pot noodles and will indicate immediately why it's not a sexy food uh it is both slurpy and dribbly and neither of those are sexy opposite question yeah what do you think would be if you had to if 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 a you book a stripper and it's going yep. to be catered. What is yep. an appropriate food to be eating? Appropriate, again, in terms of uh, not suggestive or in terms of just uh, tidy? Uh, tidy, yeah, just it fits the vibe. I was going to say finger food, but that feels inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So let me take you through my thought train then. I was okay. like, sushi isn't messy. And then I immediately thought raw fish, bad vibe. Yeah. But like a sort of non-fishy version of sushi, that's how I got to finger food. But I've already said the words raw fish and finger food now. And in this context, <laughs> they are both uh, not applicable. Yeah, what do you, you have, think? You have killed the vibe. Uh, yeah, very much. I reckon uh, various chocolate-covered fruits. Sexy, sexy and good. Yeah, I reckon fits the vibe. Chocolate, di- strawberry dipped in chocolate. Never let it be said this podcast doesn't offer you proper life uh, yeah. guidance and catering advice for when you have a stripper. I tell you what's also even more bleak but hilarious watching this back is a stripper arriving to two men in two party hats with a party sort of hooter is one level of bleak. But the fact we now know she's a sex worker, what must she have thought when she opened yeah. that door and there's two men in party hats waiting and one putting his hand up and going, woohoo! Who was seemingly sort of intending to... Um, Join in? Or, or like take it in turns. Yes, yes, exactly. There was a, there was an element of, you know, as is understandable considering they thought she was a stripper, an element of group activity expectation, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, what I would say is, Pete, and this is now going to show a naivety, which I'm quite happy to show because, uh, but but naivety nonetheless, uh, having no experience in this uh, world of sex workers, um, she's very, she seems very clinical and, and let's get down to business about her manner. I'd have thought there'd been a bit more softly, softly, catchy monkey, as it were, you know? In what, sorry, in what context she like are you using walk, softly, she like softly, softly, catchy in. monkey? 
I just would have thought if you'd have hired a sex worker. Oh, you mean there might be a bit of sort of casual chat first? Just a bit of chat. Yeah, just but a she's bit a of professional. Like you, easing she's, someone into it. Though. She might like, have, would have several clients that day. Of course, but she's surely just booked for an hour either way or however long the time period is. It doesn't matter to her what happens in that hour, right? She is literally like, right, where's the bedroom? Boom. Within three seconds, she's fully naked on the bed. I would have thought that would have been part of the experience, right? Mm, she could have helped she's herself to like, a sandwich. Yeah, she could have had a sandwich at this point. Once by the time she wraps herself up in a duvet, she could have enjoyed the catering and just cracked on with it. Had a nice hour, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just, I just figured that like, that it was very. She was very like, boom, boom, boom. This is what's going to happen. Which one's Chandler? All right, in we go. Let's go. Shagging a sandwich. Good day at work. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Big fan of Stu the waiter. Yeah, he's great, isn't Always he? Always a big fan of Stu. He plays later. exactly the same, and I think we've mentioned this when he's appeared in Friends before. Um, yeah. He plays exactly the same character in Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never watched Everybody Loves Raymond. The same but... weedy kind of guy. I don't know much about his uh, oeuvre of professional credits, but I would imagine. I reckon his IMDb reads like, Nervous Man. Yeah, 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 awkward man, awkward man, socially awkward man. Yeah, exactly. I think he probably does occupy a certain type within Fred party place, Stoller. That's his name. It is. Yeah, that rings. I was like, why does that name ring a bell? Probably because I've looked it up before. Um, Monica, having hired a sex worker accidentally, I'd say what she could have done is just called Chandler. That would have been quicker. Yeah, Did she have true. to leave her incredibly busy kitchen in the middle of what looks like a very busy shift? Oh, she runs um, straight out the door, doesn't she? Straight bolts like a horse through a open door. Yeah. Whatever that phrase is. Um, and yeah, but like, call him. Presumably her restaurant is at least minimum 10, 15 minutes away from her apartment, right? I do like how she then politely introduces herself to the sex worker. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, we spoke on the phone? <laughs> and then we end this storyline with Monica doing her own strip tease for Chandler, which contains for me one of the funniest lines of the whole episode, which is Chandler saying, Can you not narrate? Yeah, yeah, that is good. <laughs> because it is so perfectly done when Monica just sort of goes, Ooh, these boots are a bit it's like, Come on, Monica, I know you're not a professional, but you don't need to you don't need to explain it as you go. 
Uh, should we dive into then what is sort of the other half of this episode, which is the Rachel and her dad tied in with Ross and Mona? Um, which all begins with Rachel's fear of revealing stuff to her dad. You know the mention of how her dad, um, upon hearing that she bought a packet of cigarettes, yeah, like you should. I think the more common threat from a parent is that like make you smoke all of them, right? Because you find that so unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, but Rachel's dad's threat is apparently to make her eat them bizarre that isn't it yeah yeah I'm, i mean disgusting so probably very well it would work but she'd also probably be quite sick yeah and he's a doctor yeah very bad form um yeah and i, I mean i guess it would put you off cigarettes what i was going to say is it wouldn't give you the same like smoking them all is like trying to make you say oh you didn't like this did you Whereas eating them, I'd think you'd be like, well, if I smoke them, they'll probably be fine. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> that's how they're supposed to be, you know? Um, first episode that has Dr. Green in since season three, Pete. Oh, he's been gone a while. Over five years. Season three, episode seven, nonetheless. So literally five years and one app. Uh, and he's only got one more after this, and that's the one where he gets a heart attack. So this is pretty much his sort of no, he's not healthy... Really in it he's seen it quite a bit. He's seen it several times early on. Healthy swan song. N- not loads, no. No. Uh, I can give you a full run of that if you want. Um, yeah, all right. How many okay, episodes? Play, Just tell me how many Place your in. bets. No, no, place your bets. Oh. How many episodes is he in? Five. Lower. Really? Four? Exactly right. right. Quite a short game. But yeah, he's only in four episodes. <laughs> right. One with the two parties. That's the one. I mean, I'm glad because he's one. just quite unpleasant. One with the race car bed, which is when he's out for dinner. And, you know, it's a very similar episode to this, actually, where he's out for dinner with Rachel and Ross, isn't he? Um, with the tipping saga, then this one, and then the one where Joe speaks French, which is when he has his heart attack. Very few episodes, actually. He's a big character in Friends, considering he's barely in it. Yeah. Um, he's all yeah. He's an awful prick, isn't he? It's just oh, it's, it's, dreadful, it's yeah. unpleasant to watch. He he demonstrates almost all the traits of people that I dislike the most. Um, he looks like he has very sort of like his body language and how intense he is and how he's always on and angry like it, i feel like yeah. he has incredibly high blood pressure well i mean we know what's coming don't well we, that's true actually yeah 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 it all ties in doesn't it um being rude to waiters huge a red flag for me terrible reflection on a person yeah terrible reflection of a person uh similarly people that order that think they should order food for everyone what the absolute crap is that about ah it's arrived. It's arrived. How much of this do you want? Incredibly good time it. Oh my god, she's she's gone all out. She made a little Google form and everything. What a moment that was. I oh enjoyed my that a god, lot. Jesus oh my Christ. Christ. Has it brought the studio down? <laughs> a lamp just fell off the wall. In excitement at the quiz. Yeah, that's that's the Charlie, that is the power of your quiz. Do you live in um the the Beast's castle in Beauty and the Beast? What? Like where all the f- items of furniture uh, have have life. Sentient. Yeah. Sentient lamp. Your sentient <laughs> lamp. Your Lumiere is just jumps off in excitement and crashed onto the floor. Uh that's exactly what's happened. Um, okay, I'm excited. We've got a quiz. God, that is a real moment. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. What I really hate uh, is people that... Uh, like that sentence that he says, shall I just order the Moroccan chicken for everyone? Why would that ever... Like, we, we, menus... Everyone's got a menu. 
and everyone's got their own thing. Why would you ever just be like, this is it, this is what I want. Why, should we all have it? Mm. Like, you can still have it. Why yeah. do you need everyone else to have it? No, there's no collaboration there, is there? But it doesn't need to be. If it's the sort of meal where it's like, oh, should we all share some stuff? Then maybe be like, hey, do you know, I've been here before. I, like, do you fancy sharing all these bits? That's one thing. Brackets, I'm saying that because I actually did do that recently, but uh, I was very aware of it. And then I sort of got into a whole spiel afterwards about like, oh, I'm not trying to do the thing where you just order, choose all the food, but like, shall we just like share all this stuff, you know? Uh, you're like, but, yeah, but sometimes in, sometimes in a restaurant when you're ordering, he, uh, in that group situation, you need someone to take some form of... Um, agreed. And sometimes... What am I looking for? Some form of... Responsibility. Charge. Responsibility, yeah. yeah. But that's fine. But what I would say is... A, you usually want other people to be like, hey, do you know what? I don't mind. Why don't you order? You know this place. Fine. That's fine. That's been asked of you, right? If you're going to do that, you don't order three of the same fucking thing. Yeah, fair. Like, what, what, waste of, what a waste of a good opportunity as the orderer. You'd be like, all right, I'm going to order my three favourite things and we can all share them. Double, have picky bits. Right? Bloody picky bits. Thank you very much. A picky tea for Dr. Green. Um, I love Phoebe's reaction to his awful wine-based behaviour so much. Yeah. Her line of, he's right, the 74 is absolute piss, is one of the funniest lines <laughs> yeah. in all of Friends. I just, I'll stand by that forever. This scene is great because, well, Phoebe, yes, is such a great neutraliser in quite a sort of aggy, yeah. tense scene. But I also, the other great Phoebe bit is when Rachel's dad asks her, What's due with you? She says, I got TiVo. What's yeah. TiVo? It's slang for pregnant. pregnant like, Phoebe's yeah. just having absolutely none of this. Get straight yeah, she's like, in we there. Get this, let's get this fucking over with. I'm going to make this happen, yeah. And I also love when uh, Rachel's dad is having a go at her, sort of assuming that she must therefore be engaged and be getting married. And yeah. Rachel's sort of weak, yes, yes, he says I'm damaged goods, <laughs> is really great. It is great, but Rachel is so scared of her father, isn't she? Well, yeah. He, well, I understand why. He's just a horrible man. But she's now a grown woman, at which point, like, she, I get it in the in old Rachel days where she was clearly relying on him for money, and you know, like, that he, he would have some sort of power over her. Yeah. And obviously, I know there's more deep psychological issues, but at some point, she's just got to be like, look, I'm pregnant. I'm not getting married. All the best. Like, that's the conclusion she has to get to anyway without unless she's going to actually get married just to keep him happy so why does it take her so long because every time she breaks and in a sort of pathetic goes yes oh yes it's someone else's fault you know like that thing at school when you're trying to lie your way out of a, a thing you've done but in the end the way that phoebe sort of helps her um overlook his control over her it, she ends up sort of ignoring him on the phone and things and going out and going to the cinema instead so phoebe's done yeah. a favor there that's true this is true shout out to tivo though is tivo still on it's in this country it's virgin media now isn't it is that what it became yeah i think so really or so they really... at least use the tivo like technology i think yes yeah fine it was like one of the first early versions of like streaming, basically, wasn't it? It's like rewinding and stuff, isn't it? Re yeah, like sort of the smart TV stuff. Yeah. TV, I'm just on TiVo.com, Pete, don't worry about it. Just checking what's still going on. It's not very clear whether it's still alive or not, but there you go. Uh, it really does age the, sh the episode, though, in a very specific way, doesn't it? Uh, one of my other favourite lines in this episode that I will quote, uh, and I just in, in sort of integrate into my 
life normally, it's not even really a quote, it's more a useful phrase, is when Rachel says, yes and no, except not no. So to sum it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the round the houses dance she goes on of that. And that's a really good way of um, of breaking bad news to people, I find. The other, I'm skipping forward slightly, but I've just, another great Phoebe moment has occurred to me. And it's when yeah. Ross comes into the apartment to confront yes. Rachel and she says, I better go and then just takes a seat. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny, and um, and the follow up to that as well later when they have what is for them, as she points out, quite a mature resolution to the problem, and that you know they're trying to work together calmly, and she goes, "That's it, that's the fight." You know what happened to all this? Oh, blah blah blah. We were on a break. I just love that she's she's just in it for the plot, Phoebe. For this, isn't she? She's trying to drive the plot of the start by getting Rachel to tell her dad, and then she's like, "Come on, let's have a fight. Let's fucking let's mess this stuff up." Obviously, Mona forms quite a big part of this plot as well. And it's just another reminder, I think, of how Ross does Mona so dirty. Like she's, she's mm. even, she's even genuinely enthusiastic about his stone collection, which when I his friends, say. like usually whenever his work comes up, all his friends are like, ah, oh, fuck off, you old bore. She is the most tolerant of his. In inverted commas, boring traits and interests. Oh, if know? I was her, I'd, I'd, I'd have bailed before now. Of course. For various I mean, precious, reasons. Yeah. But like you say, she's, she's, she pays attention. She takes interest in his interests. Like he doesn't know what he's got here. Cause he clearly fancies her loads as well, by the way. He talks about her in this episode. So like, and the fact that he actually puts in a lot of effort across this episode, doesn't he? To make things right with her, considering it's about five weeks until this ends forever and he doesn't really try then you know he just he doesn't prioritize her at any point in the future and she's sort of written out like all the other middling friends romances are but at this point he's really trying to make this work considering it's not a very long-term thing in the end Mona ends up sort of getting it from all angles because there's even then that totally unprompted line from Rachel about we all have our baggage you must too why else would you still be single <laughs> it's like that that comes from nowhere I took that one quite personally frankly Pete Oh, I like that yeah. line a lot. No, 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 for sure. But I mean, how old's Mona in this episode? 32? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, just the implication that we can't just be single by choice, eh, Pete? Well, no, of course. Of course. Look, just got baggage, have we? Is no, that the problem? No, I don't. Damaged goods, are we? Um, so Ross hasn't told Mona about Rachel or the baby by this by this time, which I think is he's only probably three or four weeks into this relationship. So I do think that's fair. I think... You want to be sure of a thing before you drop uh, a huge um, bombshell like that, right? Sure. Like, I think that's f- probably fine, fairly reasonable for him. Um, although he does seem to be seeing her a lot, like every day. So maybe it's one of those accelerated relationships. You never know. Uh, but then obviously his his uh, sort of silence on the matter is broken by Dr. Green, who interrupts in a very funny way. And uh, Dr. Green is awful, 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 awful. But I really enjoy the scene of Ross trying to sort of balance between Dr. Green and Mona in this argument. It's very funny. Yeah, when they're both, they're both sort of physically flanking him as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And he's very like, no, I love her, but not like that. And yeah, I care for her, but I don't care at all. You know, all of that sort of stuff of like, it meant nothing. Not, not like that. I mean, I love her. And it's David Trimmer is, I mean, very well directed by David Trimmer, David Trimmer here. Um, but I think he, um, he brings out this sort of awkward panic trying to make things better really well in this yeah, scene. Yeah, it's great. 
Um, I offered to marry her, but I didn't want to. All that sort of stuff. Ah, lovely. Peak Shrimmer. Where Ross doesn't really excel is in the scene where he invites Mona back and then Rachel's there because he just stands there like a pathetic little onlooker while Rachel... And lets Rachel do it all, yeah. Basically has to dig him out of his situation, right? Yeah, take some responsibility, Ross. Come on, Ross, do something there. Also, even just after all that has happened, don't make Mona come round to your apartment. Go to her. Like... For fuck's sake, like, make a little bit of effort, mate. Um, You're lucky she turned up at all. And as Charlie pointed out in her request, I think one of the best episode moments is when um, they're in the middle of this really intense thing about Ross, you know, doing the right thing for Rachel with Dr. Green and Ross trying to prove that he's a nice guy and all this. And then that voicemail from Joey, hey, there's a hooker over here and we thought you might know something about it. Yeah, that is great. That punctuates it so well. Such a nice moment. Well done, everybody. Any more to say on this plotline, Peter? No, but I'm excited to do this quiz. Me too. Quiz time. Da, 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 da. I think I'm always going to associate that song with the quiz now. Oh, no. Oh, I was just about to play it, and instead I accidentally played Belgium's Eurovision entry. Um <laughs> uh, No, too late. You fucked it now. And do you not want the, quiz th- the new quiz theme tune? Yeah, go on then. Quiz time. Young quiz. Let's quiz. Everyone quiz. Everyone quiz with me. Cool. Charlie, we've not even done your quiz, Charlie, and it has already considerably up the production value of this friend. Question one What wine does Rachel's father actually order? The seven, oh, 70, oh, come on, Dave. It's 74 or 75, and I'm annoyed that, you know, oh, 74, 75, the 74, the 74's pissed. Uh, he wants the 74 Lafitte. It's the 75. 75, yeah. 75, 75. fuck. Uh, question two, what wedding date does Rachel make up? I know that one, February 2nd. Ah, Groundhog Day, yeah. February 2nd. Uh, I saw Groundhog Day last week, and that date stuck in my head uh, for that reason. The musical. The musical. Uh, Highly recommended, I'd say. Question three. Not, not the right podcast, but still. What meal does Dr. Green want to order for everyone? Uh, Moroccan chicken. Yeah, correct. Question four. What does Chandler say to Joey that Monica should do for him on his birthday? What does Chandler say to oh, Joey? Oh, the murder someone. Maybe next time she'll murder someone. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good. Uh, question five. What's? Oh, we know this one. What's the name of the waiter who recommends the stripper? Stu. Stu. And bonus question. Played by Fred Stoller, I think, you find. Uh, very good. That wasn't the bonus question. Bonus no. question. What's the name of the song Monica's stripping to? Well, it's Eve, isn't it? Uh, yeah, let, let me, me, let me blow lose your mind. Blow, let me lose my mind. That's a different vibe. Blow your mind. Let yeah. me lose my mind. Are you singing London Grammar? Uh, no. Oh, I was singing Help Me Lose My Mind by London Grammar. Oh, uh, right. So I was singing Eve. Right. Cool. Both on the same wavelength. Right, would you all know what next week's episode is? Always. Uh, it is Season 5, Episode 2, the one with all the kissing. Oh, is back that from when, London, are we? Is that Joshua? It's when Chandler, uh, the kissing bit is Chandler kissing everybody goodbye because he accidentally kisses Monica in front of Rachel and Phoebe. Oh, yes. Um, on the way out. We do not have a quiz for this one, so you better get to messaging someone on Instagram, Dave. 
Okay, I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. Ashley, do you know who you should do as a quiz for next week? It's Danny, because she's had three mentions on the podcast now. So, Danny, would you like to do as a quiz for Are next week? Are you that she owes us one? No, I just, uh, it's just easier than me sorting it out. Right, <laughs> so okay. if she's happy to do one. Then well, she's not happy me. to do one. Well, then she can message and say no, and then I'll have to do some bloody work for once, eh? Right, okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.